Hello, and welcome to This Week in Frax. I'm Sam, and I'm joined by my trusty co-hosts, DeFi Dave and Capital K. And this week is busy week. There's a lot of stuff happening this week, guys. Honestly, if last week was just like chill and nice, this week was... This is this yeah. week is the hype week. It's the ebbs and flows. Bump it. The ebbs and bump it. I actually thought coming into Thursday, uh, wait, today's the thirtieth. So coming into Wednesday, I was like, "Yeah, this is a pretty quiet week. We're gonna have another like not not, not going to be talking about it too much." But then two major things happen, and uh, and we're gonna get to those right now. So the first thing that happened. Which kind of shocked everybody. This is actually this actually happened second in the later of events, but it's the first thing that we're going to talk about. And this was a uh, a six letter tweet plus an emoji that Sam K sent out <laughs> <laughs> that said "Frax V 3 and then a shh, and we were shocked, absolutely shocked. Nobody had this on their radar. Uh, Frax V three was launched. Or it's it's in in the process of being launched soon. Um, Sam was pretty tight lipped about it at first, mm-hmm. but he let out a couple of details. So first, Frax V three is an upgrade for the stablecoin. It's a part of the wider roadmap for the Frax protocol. Which which stablecoin? For the Frax stablecoin. Yeah. Like the the V three. So if if Frax V one was the initial algo stable that everyone remembers. And Frax V2 was the deployment of AMOs. Nice. Uh, Frax V3 is going to be more than just a stability mechanism update, like versions one and two were. It's going to be a significant change to the structure of the protocol itself. Yeah. So uh, Sam says that it's going to make Frax safer, especially in the, the events that that happened over the last eighteen months. And uh, the biggest thing is that Sam says that. We're moving away from USDC and other fiat coins to USD, which I don't. It, which is not FMA access. He said that specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like underlying details which are going to be coming out here in the future. But at the moment, um, I don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, so yeah. I would. Ass- I, I if yeah. I had to s- speculate, because that's all I can do. Of course, <laughs> yes. Um, I think it. I think it would have to have to do with something with governance and mm. control over the protocol and the AMOs. Um, you know, all that we have to do is go back to my Denver interview with Sam and we have a very, we, we talked a good amount about, you know, optimistic on-chain governance. And at the end of the day, the final word is with the token holders and basically how it works is like, yes, the fraction team can still make moves and decisions unilaterally, but the final arbiter of decisions, like let's say if the protocol like goes rogue or whatever is with the token holders. Yeah, I see that. I see that for the on-chain governance point. I mean, he alluded to that in his uh, Telegram messages. But the main thing that I don't understand, and I'm sure we'll find out soon enough, is that uh, we need. He wants to move to U.S. dollars and not f- like fiat yeah. coins. No more USDC. No more fiat coins. And moving straight to U.S. dollars. And specifically, he said that that this is not about getting a master account. It's a pure crypto design for V3. Right, so the FMA is like totally different. It's going to come later. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the fully on-chain trustless governance that he mentioned, right? And also that you were talking about too, Dave. 
I don't know. It's a little bit. It's I a little don't know bit, either. I, re- I don't know anything. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's super tongue in cheek, right? Because like saying that we're going to be going for the US dollar itself, but yet still be fully on chain is almost like oxymoronic because it's impossible kind of situation. And I mean, I'm, this I'm is what so makes curious. it a good announcement. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes it a good announcement because it's like, what could it be? Like he's saying this and that and that. And just like everybody's wondering, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? But we're going to find out very soon, guys. Very soon. And this kind of is like the the arrow in the cap after deciding to put the collateral ratio back at 100%. Mm-hmm. If we can fully move away from fiat coins into USD, then it kind of is like, you know, what, what else can we do at that point? There's nothing, right? And then we can compete with all the other uh, different stable coins out there, right? And we'll be fully backed. We may have a bank account. I don't know. Maybe Frax is buying a bank. Um Maybe we acquire. Maybe there's some M and A activity oh, happening. It's like instead of the movie, we bought a zoo. It's a movie. We bought a bank. We bought a bank. <laughs> Frax, Frax's regional bank <laughs> coming soon to a community near you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what's Frax's ultimate goal? It's to be the risk-free asset for the on-chain world. Um, and so, whatever they're doing, whether it's a big step small step, medium step, whatever. It is towards that. Like, mm. you know, maybe it's something we haven't even imagined yet. So yeah, it'll be interesting. And look, at the end of the day, USDC is suboptimal for any major DeFi protocol out there. Um, it doesn't pay yield. And so protocols like DAI are forced to go off chain, literally forced to go off chain and, and get pittance Please, from Coinbase. Sir, can I have some yield? Can I have 1.5%? Please, please. <laughs> Can I have 1.5%? And so, you know, we're tied to USDC as well too. And so like, it just makes sense that at some point that we go find our own solution because it's like at, with interest rates at 5%, right? Or 4% or whatever they are for on the short end. Um, at a, with a billion dollars, we're talking about like $40 million a year of interest income that could be coming back to uh, the FRAX protocol. So... I, you know, Sam's alluded a little bit about how that would look, um, which means that maybe he's already done the, the investigation and maybe they're already setting this up as this, um, uh, what would you call it? A nonprofit entity. Um, so uh, maybe yeah. that, maybe that's the thing, right? Cause he's, he's alluded to how it's, how it would look. Right. And he, he I don't think he would say that publicly without having done his homework. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, last, somebody asked in the uh, chat if Frax V3 was bullish, yes or no? And to which uh, <laughs> Sam gave the answer, which I guess, I bet you can guess. <laughs> Unequivocally. <laughs> Explicitly. Unequivocally. Uh, so moving on from hype to actual voting, mm. the WETH replacement program was announced and the initial details were posted on the curve governance forum mm. so it asked for new gauges for the following pairs so fraxeth paired against steth in a stable swap uh, against areth uh, seth aleth and coinbase eth so that is five pairs that would be paired against fraxeth and would have gauges so once those gauges are added these pools will be treated similar to how the frax base pool works, right? Mm-hmm. So they will get frax share bribes through Vodium proportional to their TVL 
um, mm. very similar to how frac space pool works. And I think honestly, this could be the really where we find incumbency as an LSD, right? Because mm -hmm. we don't have to be the most decentralized. We don't have to have the, the, the LSD of settlement. Exactly. Right. We don't have to have the, the, the deepest VC connections. All we have to do to win is just be paired against every LS, other LSD in curve, in size, in the biggest pools, where like if you're going to trade out of Steth into, into anything, you have to go through the Frax ETH pool. Yeah. Sam, and also, yeah. are you saying Frax ETH is the LLSD, the liquid, liquid <laughs> staking derivative? <laughs> The, the liquidity LSD, yeah. Yes, yes. The liquid wait, 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 staking just, derivative of settlement. Just for cl clarity, is, is it the Frax ETH, uh, ETH pool LP token being paired against ETH? No, it's, just, it's no. just... just Frax ETH. No, no, it's just Frax ETH. So I think like the key for Frax in this initiative is to just simply provide more value than WETH. That's it. If they can provide more value than what, then naturally more and more LSDs will go and pair with Raxi. Yeah. And I see it now. I mean, like I had questions about like, how is like, how is Frax or how, so how is the WETH replacement program going to be applied to say Uniswap V3 pools or like other places where you would see uh, WETH being used. But I think it's small steps right now based on this initial announcement. I mean, these are six pools and it really seems that Frax has a very targeted approach in how they're trying to deploy this saying that, look, we don't, we don't have to fully roll it out in one go. Like we can make, we can make a couple of targeted incentives uh, against the biggest LSDs in the world. And that's how we win. That's right. I couldn't agree more. Go yeah. big, go home. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how this rolls out. I think that it's going to have, look, at the end of the day, the bigger, the, the more TVL that those pools suck in from those extra incentives, and mm -hmm. it's, it just increases the Frax ETH TVL, right? Mm -hmm. Because if, if pe people have to buy Frax ETH to pair against those pools, and they got to buy it from somewhere, and you know that just means more minting and it, more minting. It still boggles my mind that Frax ETH or the Frax core team when creating Fraxeth, it's the only team working on an LSD that thinks of an LSD or as an ETH pegged stablecoin. Um, and this is clearly yeah. shown in like this whole Fraxeth initiative. Yeah. Because you know what people don't want is like a wrapped basket of LSDs. <laughs> I've seen this a lot recently. This like LSD Fi where like, you know, we're gonna there's some yeah. Steth in there and some Coinbase and some whatever, right? People don't want that. People are just going to choose the LSD that they feel is the safest and also or has the highest yield or something. Like I think this is a problem with just indexes in general in such a nascent industry at this point. It's mm -hmm. like there's no point of an index if the if like we're still at the start. Like look at uh, remember the DeFi Pulse index. The yeah. straight to zero right, index. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like, oh, we're going to make a basket of DeFi coins. Come to zero with us. I mean, it's a good idea in theory. That. And I'm sure in a few years, it will be, you know, they'll, I'm sure like there'll be some type of DeFi index. They'll figure it out. But the only like index I see out there, actually, I saw this one index the other day, is like a, a long side market, which like 
most people would like disagree with, but it's just like a general basket of cryptocurrencies, whether it's like an ETH or on this and that. It's like all different kinds of cryptocurrencies in there. It's just like, oh, you want to like exposure crypto, just like buy this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. My problem with my problem with crypto indexes and why I typically find them useless is that the correlations to Bitcoin and ETH are like 90 something percent. Yeah. There's like no point. <laughs> even then, it's just like, it's just yeah. like a novelty product. I agree with you. Like yeah. people are just much better off. You know, if they want exposure, then just acquiring some Bitcoin and ETH. Not financial yeah, and then advice. and then and then like going after single projects, right? That may mm -hmm. that you think may outperform. That's yeah. re that's really the only way because like uh, indexing in crypto is is a fool's folly. Just because of it's the just too volatile. Yeah, it's, it's just too volatile, and it's not like a you're just, indexing is good for. Like the broad like economy, oil, like when you have like oil gold, and finance and healthcare and like everything together. Weed. Yeah, weed. <laughs> yeah, when you when you have all that together, it makes sense. Microchips. Like, yeah, but like uh, if oh, uh, an index for like a single hyper correlated sector is a little tough. Mm. Yeah. 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 So uh, very excited to see how this weather replacement goes. Uh, it should come pretty fast, actually. Now that it's on Curve Governance forums. Uh, this means that we should see those pools uh, already up, actually, since the gauges are being requested. And then uh, that vote should take uh, like a week, I think. And then uh, it should just fly through convex and you'll have some fractures. I'm guessing we're going to have some fractures gauges as well, too. Uh, mm -hmm. The first of the of the Fraxeth uh, gauges. So very excited to see that. Next on the list is a uh, is a request. A request, that, uh, a request that Coinbase made for builders to come to their L2 called Base mm -hmm. and incubate uh, fiat non-fiat peg stablecoins. So um, they want to have stablecoins that are not pegged to fiat, but fill other spaces uh, like what FPI does. And so they're excited. They want to hear back from builders. And I'm sure Frax is on their list. It was literally on their list. It was literally <laughs> on their list. Yeah, it was yeah. literally <laughs> cited on their list. Yet once again, Frax skating to the, where the puck is going, not to mm -hmm. the puck where it already is. Uh, <laughs> and FPI has been out for a year now. Uh, VE FPIS has just been released. Um, and I'm I'm curious about how like FPI and FPIS just evolves as an ecosystem. If you know maybe the builders want to come over to FPIS since it's already out to build on it like you know i always speculate like what will be included in the fpi index like right now it's the u.s government um you know their cpi but maybe we can create our own independent cpi um over time it it's just tricky because like there's a reason why there's a cap on fpi and mm -hmm. kit you know this because you cover it yep. every week it's it's how can we comfortably raise the cap and like you know how do we get like mass adoption to something like fpi so this was actually talked about in chat, right? Um, where people asked about like the the cap, and uh, it, they, Sam said that um, it's the, the cap is not meant to be tightly controlled by the team. It's meant to be tightly controlled by the distribution of VE FPIS stakers. So in theory, we could probably put up an FPIS uh, governance proposal to like mm -hmm. double the cap or something. That could probably happen now. Now that we have VE FPIS. Um, so the cap really comes down to governance. We should probably 
I don't know. Maybe we should go make a ten million dollar increase or something because it's yeah, time. I, it's time. I, I think it's, time. it's better to do it incrementally rather than just a two x because yes, we do have like five million in buffer in terms of equity, so we could theoretically absorb a lot and have a lot of uh, room for safety. But my concern with FPI has always been there is a upper limit threshold. We have yet to know what that upper limit threshold is because you need to generate the yield for it. So far, it's definitely above 88 million because we have excess, right? So, yeah. I, but there's there's some upper limit and I'd rather us go slow and, and be able to wind down if we need to, rather than, you know, wind up so hard and have a hard time coming back down um, in, in terms of supply cap. So I think bumping it to like 100 million would be a nice start, a nice nine digit round number. It's currently at 88, I believe, uh, or, or 85 or something like that. So I think just mm -hmm. bumping up to 100, see where it goes, see if we could still build on our reserve. I think that's the number one proxy is if our reserves keep on climbing up, then all right, mm -hmm. you can keep, it, it could almost be programmatic too. It, it can turn into its own kind of That's a good point. Of, uh, yeah. So that's, that's that's my take on FBI. But regardless, bullish. Do you think FBI bullish. could be backed by Fraxeth? I mean, it holds bullish. FXS. Wait, did you guys hear me? Yeah, uh, I, that FPI could be back. It holds FXS. Oh yeah, which holds F. I guess like indirectly. Good point. Yeah, it holds but like directly hold yeah. Fraxeth. Possible. I, I mean, I brought up yeah, FXS essentially. Because, I mean, it's just yeah. there's just more risk in that, right? Yeah, I, I mean they hold FXS. So then, like, how much more risk is if you were just to cut half the FXS bag for Fraxeth? Um, but yeah, okay, exactly. that's, that's good. Yeah. No, but I, I I think like there should probably be some. Um, I mean, they mentioned the FCR, right? So the flex collateral ratio. Uh, so maybe there's a percentage of the FCR. So as long as there's a certain amount of buffer, maybe I like we could probably increase the cap by five million right now, and it'd be cool. Uh, See yeah, how it goes. Sure. You know, is it uh, worth though? Is it worth it? I, I think so. Like the like I've been looking at the. Uh, fax fracks today and we've been positive in revenue at, for every single month since except for one uh up until recently so um this month is going to probably be negative but it's only going to be negative by about five or six thousand dollars um you know at some point like look i think I, fpi for it to become widespread probably needs to get to a billion dollars and um you know we could probably get there within a year and then you just have to ask the question, are the yields in, in the broader crypto space going to facilitate uh, enough yield being pulled back? And maybe there is. I think we can get really creative in, in how that, right? Because right now everything's just in the, in the convex FPI uh, frax pool. Yeah, correct. 95% like of most it. All the, most all the cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a fair bet, Sam, yeah. because in, in one year's time, we'd have, you know, one year's worth of Shanghai being live and withdrawals kind of happening and things should be smoothed out. So we could truly get what that native yield is on ETH. And if mm -hmm. that yield is obviously higher than uh, the CPI consistently, which it should be, right? CPI is, it should be much, much lower than, than what it currently is. Then theoretically, there is no upper bound. But I, th I think that's a good call to wait for um, a year before we go like Uber ham and just crank it up. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, uh, do you remember the, there was a discussion in chat a while back about how, um, frax should not let the, so right now, right now in Fraxland, you have 
just stake Fraxeth. But mm-hmm. uh, there should also be loan demand for Fraxeth. And somehow Frax should um, push the loans higher on the stake Fraxeth people because they're already receiving incentives. And they should lower the like, they should lower the interest rates or keep the interest rates like bottom barrel for um, the Fraxeth stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe that's the case where like we could, we could raise those rates and then, you know, use the FPI money to put it into the stake fraxy since we know that it would be a guaranteed, uh, minimum. We could set the floor at like 4% or something, and that would be enough to cover the interest rates. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. But I mean, yeah. you know, what's also interesting frax land recently offered with as a pair, which I thought was... I mean, they've had Weth as a pair. Yeah, they've had Weth for a while. Oh, they, mean, it makes they sense, had? But, oh, I mean, okay. That was like one of the first for, first pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've oh. talked about... We've talked heavily about Frax Slim before in some of the previous episodes. And I think there's a lot of optimization. Speaking of Frax Slim, this is actually... I did not have this written down. Uh, maybe in the bottom. But I just saw this in Frax Chat that uh, there is an AMO that has been proposed for Arbitrum. And it's Ooh, going yes, to be finally. First, yeah, finally. The first deployment of Fraxlin on a new chain and for a new pair. And that's going for that's going to be for Arb Frax. It's nice. going to use the V2 pools. And uh, there is a vote coming up to authorize five million dollars worth of Frax to be seeded into this pool. That's all nice. Because I don't think you could leverage Arb on chain right now, could you? Is it on Arb? Is it on on on, on um, Ave yet? Or I don't, there think, I don't think it's then, on anything. It's yeah, anywhere. Yeah, let's get the market. Let's go. That's going to be great. I'm really excited about that. Um, I got a, a nice bag in the in the airdrop, and uh, taking some frax loans would be great. So I hope that uh, I hope it actually should go really well. I mean, I, like. Hopefully we get the same pairs on frac on Arbitrum Fraxlin that we have on regular one because I think a lot of people would take loans like smaller loans against like ETH and BTC and uh, other core assets and they don't just because you have to pay a hundred dollars on ETH or one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars on ETH just to take that money out. Yep. Yeah. So that's really cool. I'm actually excited. Westwood is just like freaking out now because it's the only thing he's been asking for yeah, in trading exactly. group for like months now not just months. him a lot of people have been asking me for it when fraxlin arbitrum when fraxlin arbitrum mm-hmm. so. so this means this means that in addition to uh i i the question i have now though now that the fraxlin on arbitrum is confirmed is do we have to have separate amo votes for individual assets or are they uh, cross-chain uh, ready, right? So if we authorize $30 million worth of frax for stake frax ETH, is that just for Ethereum or is it up to the uh, the team to decide where to deploy that to? I mean, ideally you would use frax ferry and just move the fraxes between the, um, the, the chains and go to wherever the best yield is, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying for the, the team. So, like, are we going to have to have new authorization votes for, like, stake frax ETH AMO on Arbitrum? Or is this – are the AMO votes a global decision uh, where – It has to be global. Let's say we authorize – you think it has to be global? Well, I don't think it necessarily has to be global. I think now it will be specified out AMO because 
I think there's different risk profiles on different chains. So I think mm -hmm. there'd be different AMOs, like different liquidity, differences in liquidity for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, but, maybe, maybe it's just, yeah. Okay. The chain risk is, is fair, but I feel like for things that are built on L2s and with enough audits, which I feel Arbitrum has kind of crossed that threshold just to reduce governance friction, I think it should be the same because it's still the Frax Land product itself, which the Frax team built. And it's the exact same pair with the underlying like asset. I mean, I guess you could say that there's bridge risk because, well, the assets, the, the, the Frax, the, the ETH or WP or whatever it is needed to come onto Arbitrum through a bridge. Yeah. So I, I guess, I think those, you, yeah, I guess like this is something to ask the team for clarity, like do new you know, Frax lens on different chains require new AMOs for the same assets. Yeah. I mean, like, let's say if like $30 million is deployed in Frax to, you know, S Frax ETH, for example, um, when they like make a new proposal to increase the AMO, I guess, do they say it like it's generally, it's like just for X, X amount for ETH, X amount for Arbitrum. This is, this will figure itself out. This will, be, this will figure itself out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should be yield driven. Yeah. Yeah. It should be yield driven. Like if there's better yield on RB relative to the extra risk, then feel, feel free to move it to, to RB. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's, it's just, that's a, that's an interesting point. Cause it requires a different level of management, but I guess on like the side of caution, you would have a different proposal for like each ML, but on the side of, opportunity you're just like oh amo for like one pair is for all chains that's that's my take yeah i don't know i this is probably like a meta governance thing that we probably need to decide right. at some yeah. point yeah. um all right Sam, what's next? speaking of governance uh yeah what's speaking next? of governance there's actually a lot this week um <laughs> governance was busy a lot of it was taken up with uh frax ferry deployments so uh, Polygon ZK EVM just launched. So there's mm -hmm. Frax Ferry stuff happening for that. Um, FPI is getting a bunch of new chains for Frax Ferry as well, too. Uh, and then also ZK Sync launched their EVM, uh, or sorry, they launched their uh, ZK Sync EVM as well, too. And yeah. so there's uh, Frax Ferry deployments happening for that as well, too. Uh, outside of that, there are a couple of big items to talk about. Uh, and we'll save the biggest one for last. But uh, there is a, a Bunny LP Frax USDC and Frax West gauges on Frax, or sorry, for, uh, that has been put up. Um, seeing how um, uh, the last Bunny proposal was received, I'm, I'm, I don't know how this one will go. I mean, it is specifically for Frax USDC liquidity, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it is, it is uh, contentious to say the least. Contentious. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was a great, great proposal about Frax ecosystem educational incentives. Oh, really? That mm. was posted. Oh, yeah. That was by yours, surely. <laughs> and yeah. we talked about that last week, but it actually got a lot of comments. Um, yeah. Surprisingly. I think the, the biggest update to that is we added uh, a, an addition to incentivize the creation of Dune dashboards. Um, and so, you know, talked with Nader, talked with a few other people. They want to see more dashboards. And so got it, put that up. Uh, somebody recently commented saying like, Hey, like, this is great. Like 
for the dashboards, but dashboards require maintenance. Like how would that be addressed? And I'm just like supply, but we'll create another grant just for the dashboards for maintenance of dashboards, which could be awarded through uh llama pay over time. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can create in the future. But yeah, uh, you know, this should go live tomorrow. Um, it should be posted on snapshot and then hopefully by this time next week it will pass and we'll get this started just in time for April, just in time for April. Yeah. And so, that sounds great. I'm really excited yeah, for to this see day. it. So the next uh, one is a rage quit, and uh, this one another rage quit. quit. Oh my goodness! So this is this is to uh, not sorry. This is not a rage quit. This is a unlock the stake DAO SDE frax put gauge. And uh, what is happening is that uh, stake DAO mm-hmm. announces announced that they are deprecating one of their options product which is the SDETH project or product. Uh, so they're changing the strategy. They're, they're not going to be uh, deploying this anymore. And so they're winding it down. And so the, there's no risk to the actual money that's in the product. Um, but there is a, I guess, desire within the community to be able to unlock that since it's, it's no longer going to be supported. It's not going to earn yield anymore. It's very similar to the MetaStable one, except I feel that this one might get more community support because StakeDAO has been a, a core part of the uh, Frax ecosystem. And yeah, early a, supporters. A, yeah, closer partner as well too. Um, and you know, the MetaStable one was worked a little bit differently, and they actually got acquired through an M and A process, which they got acquired yeah, by that's so cool. uh, the hedge by D Hedge. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, like I think it's the first official crypto yeah. M&A transaction. No, no, it's the second. You second. don't forget Faye and Rory, of course. Right. Okay. Oh, actually, before that, there's also Keep Network and Newverse, I think. So this is the the third one. Mm-hmm. So I think it, you know, based on some of the comments uh, that were in the forum as well, too, and based on. I, this one might just be unlocked, right? They may not even have to pay a rage quit. Maybe there's maybe there's a small rage quit uh, that will come along, uh, but for right now, it's just a full unlock, and we'll see how this one uh, continues on. Uh, next up in the governance forum is going to be a. Uh, what do I have here? Uh, let's see. We did the Fraxland AMO. Uh, oh, right. Okay. So the, the last thing that we're going to talk about today, and uh, this actually is the longest proposal Pulse. that has ever been posted on the fraction. Longer board. than my grant? How many words is it? it? It's it's six posts. It's six separate posts because of all the appendixes. Yeah. I was reading and skimming parts of it. Um, yeah. So this is the... Uh, so it's a, it's called Activate AMO that lends Frax to Flux Finance. Um, and essentially, this is proposed by the Ondo team uh, who have also deployed Flux Finance. Ondo is a, uh, a system where, uh, or sorry, they're a blockchain services company with technology arm, and they've developed this new product uh, to create tokenized funds. And they've raised uh, a bit of money, and now they have this product called OUSG. And OUSG is a uh, essentially a wrapper for treasury assets or for treasuries. And uh, this is only purchasable by, by qualified individuals or qualified investors. 
who have more than, I think it's either five or $10 million of uh, net worth. Uh, you have to buy it in $100,000 chunks. Uh, but the reason that you would do it is that you can, uh, once you own it, you can deposit it into Flux and borrow against it, uh, hopefully at a better rate than you would find on a, uh, in, in, back in TradFi. So they've posted this extensive proposal uh, for adding Frax to Flux Finance. And Flux Finance is a compound V2 fork, uh, which allows assets to come in as collateral and then to be able to borrow a variety of assets against it. In this case, it's going to be uh, different stable coins that, that can be borrowed against it. Um, the interesting thing about Flux Finance is that it's it requires KYC to be able to, to own OUSG, but it does not require uh, KYC to be able to deposit stable coins into that pool. Uh, now, while I, I have... I really applaud the uh, Ondo team and Flux Finance team for um, adding this. I still have a lot of questions, right? Um, I actually asked one question at the bottom, uh, which was, uh, can Ondo or Flux or its investors be compelled by the courts not to return funds to the lending pool? And this is really what's going to determine <laughs> whether this AMO can pass yeah. or not. Because um, it, let's go through a scenario, right? So. Let's say you have an investor who deposits some OUSG into uh, into the flux finance pool. Um, AMOs are actually a little bit dangerous in the sense for fracks because uh, you're minting unbacked fracks, so you're taking collateral assets from the treasury and then you're deploying them into uh, whatever protocol this is. Mm -hmm. And this this opens us up to risk where if there was a seizure or uh, some sort of court order against the against Flux, uh, they would be required to execute that order in whatever means fit that the uh, that the court said they had to do. So, you know, even though this is like semi trustless, especially on that side, like let's say we deposit a million dollars in there, right? And then the borrower takes out his I don't know eight hundred k or something against uh, his OUSG. Um, the, the landscape for crypto products is, um, a little bit difficult right now. And there has been some, uh, aggression by the DOJ to come after different companies. Mm -hmm. And one way that this could open it, this could actually open us up to, uh, you know, this sort of aggressive prosecution is they would see this huge pot of money of fracks, you know, let's just assume it could get to hundreds of millions of dollars deposited in there. And mm -hmm. they could they could essentially come and say like you know this is breaking these laws you're not allowed to interact with these pools anymore we're freezing this and then that collateral now becomes null and void and and all of the fracks that we've deposited into those pools uh, now is not able to be recovered at that point and I think yeah. that's the risk when dealing with with this sort of thing and with any sort of RWA um, it's like we're gonna have to deal with these questions though because. Ondo is the first, but I'm sure they're not going to be the last. And uh, we're going to see a bunch of different methods in which RWAs are going to ask for lending. And uh, we're going to have to deal with that at some point. Yeah, it's hard for me to see this passing because of exactly what you said. And also, you know, the chain of custody risk. And, you know, with the risk of like freezing, the risk, you know, the whole environment right now, you know. You know, going back to what we said earlier, like Frax V3, I really wonder what that V3 is. 
uh, because you know the Frax team has stated like what they are looking for in a real world asset. And Sam has said like the only real world asset we really care about is a Frax master. I mean, a, a Fed master account. Maybe one day Frax master account. But um, it's hard for me to see like the Frax team like doing something like this and that, taking on that kind of risk. But yeah, guys, I would like, much rather. I would much. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Kit, and I'll. I just want to also raise a point about the Frax team may not have to take on all that balance sheet risk or take that risk onto their balance sheet. But what do you guys think about offering that kind of to the broad community of saying, like, if you want to come in and LP here, then that's what I was thinking. I I was thinking we could make a yeah, we could we could make a single sided. Okay, so uh, the way the way that it works is just like compound. So when you deposit into compound, you get C tokens back. So you deposit in this case, you deposit frax, and you're going to get F frax back. So flux frax backs. That's what you get. That's your like interest F-F. bearing, yeah, your interest bearing frax coin. I mean, um, that that what we more, could do, what yeah. we could do with that F frax instead of creating this AMO is create a gauge system specifically for that that single sided. So it'd be the first like non LP um, gauge where you could deposit your F frax into this gauge and then earn frax shares on top by you're essentially like creating liquidity, putting it into the lending pool. And so you're creating frax and you're creating frax demand. Uh, and then you could get paid on top of that with, with frax shares through a gauge system. That might be a better option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then and then the protocol itself doesn't have to because mi- like the the thing that I think people miss with the AMOs is that this is unbacked frax that is being created out of nothing mm-hmm. and added to these protocols. And unless frax has guarantees that it can always recover that that those funds, um, it's dangerous for them to deploy those assets because. You, yep. we, we don't want to get any bad debt. We we had this issue yeah. back with the Harmony uh, hacks and a bunch of other Frax, stuff. I, the only yeah. AMO that I've seen Frax deploy is to their own products. I don't see them deploying an AMO to yes. an outside product anytime soon. Um, yeah. I think there's I think there's some Ave stuff, right? I mean, Ave Ave is an exception because they're Lindy. They've been around for a while. They're battle yeah. tested, but then that that AMO was from a while ago. But like, I don't see any new AMOs yeah. on the horizon. That's what I. Yeah, mean. But, but but that was part of the whole like uh, um, lending AMO. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is part of the lending AMO though. It wasn't just like, hey, specifically mm-hmm. for Ave, we're gonna hook up like an AMO for you. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the AMO uh, page on the what, the homepage right now on the dashboard, mm-hmm. and. Uh, something like 65 million is is deployed right now into Fraxlin, uh, leaving another 20 million that is uh, just in various AMOs. The primary one being the Tribe Convex pool that has 5 million, the Float pool which has 3 million. Um, Olympus has a. I, I think these are all like the Fey and the Rari. I think this is like th- these are just the leftovers of the Fey and the Rari hack, right? Um, Some leftovers. Some leftovers, right? Some Thanksgiving mm-hmm. leftovers. There's like ste- yeah. steak dough and like it steak like, dough. You say steak. and then the OXB one's kitchen sink. A lot of these seem like, and then and then we have two million dollars in in Ave, right? So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This seems like this seems kind of risky, and I would rather see it as like a single sided uh, gauge. I concur. Yeah. Um, I'm 
I'm gonna have to write that after this. Monday post. <laughs> yeah. Or like comment. We'll figure out Monday post. Yeah. No, we're gonna com- I'm gonna comment in the in the thread and just be like, hey, this like this seems a little bit risky. You know, maybe it's better to deploy like to ask for like a gauge because I think I think the I think everybody would be down for a single like a, the first single sided gauge in uh, gauge history, right? That, that would make sense. And it does, mm. you know, it's creating fracks. So I, I don't see any argument why we wouldn't, why we wouldn't uh, like vote against it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the subject? Um, 1v3. 1v3. Exactly. 1v3. <laughs> that's all. Uh, we have, we have some great interviews coming up next week. Uh, we have a special treat from a guest contributor on Monday coming up. Oh, week. really? Yeah. I'm, Exc- I'm excited about I'm that excited. one. I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, Dave has more merch that has been designed. Yes, that Actually, is Dave, right. can you talk about your merch before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, so the merch, you know, Frax is coming to Japan. We are hosting an Eats Tokyo Happy Hour. And, of course, we got to make the merch. You know, so we, me, uh, me and uh, Carissa, who recently joined Flywheel, we got together and we designed a special Frax long sleeves with, you know, the Frax logo, <laughs> uh, some, I mean, in the Frax logo on the sleeves and stuff. Honestly, we went through so many different iterations. We spent so much time trying to design proper merch and trying to get it right. We spent hours like going back and forth and like trying to find like, originally it was going to be like something else. Then it was like hard to find like the supplier, this and that. Long story short, easiest to do long sleeves. That's easiest with like a clean black shirt, your standard like logos, and then Frax in Japanese right here. Um, I don't know. Merch is fresh. Go get your go, only fifty in stock in Japan. So oh, if you're going to be Frax in Japan, World Tour, um, Mayor, yeah, Frax is like the supreme. Frax merch is like the supreme yes. of of merch. Yeah, Frax merch is coming. We will set up a Frax merch store. Uh, Flywheel Frax merch store is coming um, within the next few months. There's a few special things at Flywheel I'd like to roll out first, but merch is coming. And so, (laughs) is that what it says? It says Frax Finance on the chest there. Yeah, it does. It says Frax Finance there, Dave. Wait, sorry, my headphones are cucking on me. Uh, Can you repeat that? Uh, so like in Japanese, it says Frax Finance. It says Frax Finance in Japanese, yeah. And and this is the first Frax merch with the Frax ETH on it. I'm, yes, I'm kind of that, jealous. That's true. So rare collector's item, only fifty in existence. So wow. You know. And it actually says uh, Frax Finance in English on the back. Oh, so. that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's really nice. It's gonna be really nice. Uh, thank you, Griff Shop, uh, for supplying us once again with the finest merch on earth. Uh, shout out Griff Shop, of course. <laughs> I'm actually wearing the Frax sweatpants right now. They're super comfortable. They're super comfy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah super comfy. I've got a pair. My wife's got a pair. And I have to say that they are quite possibly the most comfy sweatpants I've ever yeah, worn. Yeah, I told Griff, like, we need to have the comfiest sweatpants. <laughs> and so. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Well, that's yeah. going to wrap it up for this week in Frax. Dave, Kit, where can we find you guys? You can find me at DeFiDave22 on Twitter. You can find me at 0x capital underscore K. Where can people I'm find you, Sam? Insight and, uh, I, I'm at Traders underscore Insight. And uh, Dave, where can they find all of us? Where can they find Flywheel? 
They can find us on Telegram, Flywheel DeFi, Twitter, Flywheel DeFi, Substack, flywheeloutpost.com. Go check it out. I just wrote a very special piece about yes. me and Arizona Ice-T. That's one <laughs> you don't want to miss. So go ahead, check it out right now. Make sure you catch up with everything on YouTube and don't miss a beat by hitting that bell and subscribing to Flywheel DeFi on YouTube. And guys, thank you so much for joining us. And like always, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>